What's on your mind? Trudy and Brady. Yeah, mine too. And you both disappear at the same time. But only one of you comes back. Don't you think that's a little odd? I was wondering when you'd figure that out. So you do know where they are? I might do. Where are they, Ebony? Hey, take it easy. Well? There's something I want first. You tell me where they are right now. Or so help me. I won't let you leave this room alive. So welcome to Series 2, Episode 16 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 16, the screenplay was done by Charles Hodges. It was directed by John Reed. And the episode synopsis were read out by myself. Ebony reveals to Bray that she knows where Trudy and Brady are, but her information comes at a price. As Trudy faces initiation into the Chosen as their supreme mother, can the Morats reach her in time? This is a very irritating episode. Oh, it's so bad. I'm not really sure how I feel. There's this part of me that's like, I appreciate... It's almost like... um. <sighs> It's like a failure, but not for lack of trying. Mm. So it's like, I don't know which is worse. Like just, oh, this, there was no hope for this episode. It was always going to be garbage. Or I can almost see something good happening here, but you just don't. It's like watching someone try to do a long jump or the pole jump and they just, they crash into the thing. Ah! <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the ending of this episode always reminds me how much Trudy gave up for Frickin' right. and how no one appreciates that. Dude. <laughs> this episode is god awful. I'm sorry. I'm not even, I can't. I'm trying so hard to get coherent, you guys. It's fine. It's going to be a great episode. We got this. Guys. How are we going to do this? <laughs> we got this. With the strength of Zoot. Yes. Zoot be praised. I want. I want. What do we want? What do you want? Power and chaos. Yes. <laughs> Dude, this episode has me feeling like a two-year-old that hasn't had a nap. <laughs> <laughs> You're just rubbing at your eyes. You can't eat. You just nothing, nothing, nothing. Like you just and ah. <laughs> I think I sat with my mouth open half the time I watched it. Like there's, I, I don't, I don't. No, no. There's just one, one thing about this episode that always stuck with me is the bloody painting. Dude, why? Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Are we gonna talk about that? Because I need to. No. I need to just. No, that was so needless. No, no. There is so much why in this episode. Why does Danny get? All I'm saying is, like, she's immediately confrontational about it. She doesn't even ask in a nice tone. She just screams, where did you get that? Like, woman, why are you screaming right now? <sighs> because she's Danny. Still, like, it wasn't, it was just immediately like, I will eat you. I, I, I wonder, I wonder if it was, if it was something her dad wanted in his very rich mansion. Oh, don't get me stuck, because she knew his value was pointless, and that she's... Oh, I know! Stop. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's just, it, it, it's literally defined by, I don't want a granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you guys, I am a two, I, I, all I see is my kids 
and I just can't find anything they want for lunch because they haven't taken their morning nap. And it's like, <laughs> so we, I'm trying to get them to lay down with me because I know they won't be happy till they fall asleep. But I don't want to nap. I don't want to watch Nemo. I don't want to watch Nemo. <laughs> oh, Lord. Everything in this episode, that's, what makes, that's where my brain wants to go. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> Alright, panel. Brady confronts Ebony about her disappearance with Trudy, and she admits that she knows where Trudy and Brady are, but she won't give up the information unless Bray gives her the antidote formula. An enraged Bray straight out threatens to kill her until Ebony points out this will mean Brady is consigned to a life with the Chosen. So yeah, panel, first question first. Like, were, were any of you shocked at Bray's blatant threat to Ebony? I don't think I was shocked. I mean, you know, this is his family member, and... But I don't think they did a good job building up to this outburst of emotion when they've done, they've been, they've made it so purposeful to keep Bray so low key about how he feels. Mm -hmm. You know, they've never, they haven't really allowed him to have a realistic emotional outburst to Brady and Trudy being missing. So to have him just out of the blue be like, I swear I won't let you leave this room alive. It, it just, it doesn't land, you know, it's just like, where did that come from? Logically, it makes sense that he should threaten her, but there's no realistic build to his emotional outburst at that. So, it, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me, personally. Yeah. It feels yeah, like mm -hmm. yeah, on the other hand, I was glad that he did, though. You know, it, it finally looked like Bray was going to step up and actually do something instead of roll over. If he was actually going to do something, this could have been very powerful. Mm-hmm. But they're having him make a threat that they have no intention of having him carry out. So, oh. again, it doesn't land because I don't yeah. get to see him get upset. And then he's not going to follow through in any realistic way. Yeah. Well, see, at the beginning of this episode, I still had hope that he would follow through. It just seems very out of place for who Bray is as a person. And we all know who he is as a character. And you're right. It, it, it'll never happen. So why is it there to begin with? He could have made a much more productive threat, I guess. Yeah. I think w when we consider when Brady has went missing mm -hmm. and when Trudy went missing and the fact that we've all, every episode we have mentioned that there's been a mention that Bray does not be seen to be showing much emotion and then, you know, someone has to defend him and say, well, Bray doesn't usually show a great deal of emotion. Fine. But if you were always planning to get into a place where he's going to grab Ebony and be like, I swear to God, if you don't tell me where they are, you need to build up to this emotional outburst mm -hmm. so it can land. So it can have a great delivery. Like, yeah, we've been seeing this build up in him. And of course, now he knows she's hiding this. And I, I feel like this could have worked really well, that Bray, who represses everything and internalizes everything, reaches a moment where he's ready to wring this girl's neck and actually shows what he's been holding inside. This could have been effective. I just yeah. don't think it lands. Like, I get where you're going for. You just didn't make it. I'm sorry. But you're right. It doesn't land because there wasn't that like buildup that we saw. It was very subtle. Um, because Bray's emotions are subtle, if any at all. <clears throat> but there's really no defending this at this point. Um, why make the threat to begin with? He could have very easily, you know, forced her to tell him where they were without all this nonsense. But, okay, sure. <laughs> I 
And then, of course, when you consider how the episode ends, it <sighs> really yeah. falls flat. Yeah, exactly. It's like rolling a boulder uphill. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what the tension is supposed to be. And then you never get it over the hill. It just falls back and rolls over you instead. And like, oh, we were almost there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, we, we've talked about Bray's inaction, like, for episodes and episodes. Like, it, it, this could have been so great if we had seen him going out in the city, searching for Brady by himself, coming back dejected and depressed. Mm-hmm. And this been slowly building up, building up. And then, obviously, finding out that she knows where he, where he, she is. Like, this could have been that fantastic moment. But, no, we, we, didn't, we didn't get none of that. No, <laughs> Nothing. No. And it, it is very out of character for who they thought they told us that Bray was in the beginning. You know, like he should have been out there and he should have been looking because that's what he does. He knows the city better than anyone, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like the, I get what you're going for. I can feel it. Mm. And I, I'm all for a quiet character suddenly snapping. I love that. That's very fun. Mm. You just didn't deliver it here. You know, like I you almost had it. You almost had it. Because I'm like, I'm rooting for him when he gets mad at her. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately deflates in the same conversation. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Where did all the fire go? What was that? Like, you had it and then you immediately dropped it. And I'm, uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's not working. It's like they're dangling a carrot in front of us of what could have been. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. It's like, we're, they, they leave the audience hanging with like emotional blue balls. You know, you, you bring us to this point where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, basically you could act, you could be, you could believe if they had landed this just right, you could believe that Bray's emotions all this time have just been an elastic being pulled back and back and back and back until the tension is so strong that this elastic has no choice but to snap. And this would be the moment he finally snaps. And that could have worked this burst of emotional just that's it i've reached the end of my rope and they're clearly trying to do that in this episode but again they don't nail it they don't nail the emotional outburst that brace should be having he it's like you can see the spark like someone's trying to start the fire and they can't catch a light and so we're left just hanging waiting for come on catch fire let's do this i know you're that's what you're trying and they never get there and you're like, great, my hot dogs are cold. Awesome. <sighs> I mean, obviously we have to talk about what immediately follows after. Um, the, the two know each other so well. Like, did, does anyone, did anyone believe that Bray really could have trumped Ebony in this game of who would fall first? It was cute that he thought he could. <laughs> he was never going to win that. Not now. Maybe later on in the future he could have, but not at this point in the show. Mm-mm. He had good leverage on his hands. He just doesn't use it. He doesn't have the conviction to follow through with any threat he's going to make. Like you have good, you have a good hand. Like if this was a poker game, like he's going up against like the expert, he's got a good hand. If he plays it well, he might be able to beat this poker champion. He just wastes his good hand. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for the one moment, I just wanted to see him grab her by the hair and drag her back inside. But no, he instantly gives in. I, I can't believe he would threaten her mm. with a good threat. This is a great threat. And he shows that he's so angry at this moment that he's just like, screw it all. 
and then give her time to think about it. What the heck are you doing, Bray? You're giving her a chance to make her escape? I'm with Sabine. If this is where you are, we are like, neither one of us are leaving this room alive. If you don't tell me what I want to know, why aren't you dragging her out and telling everybody what she's just confessed to you? Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's where his emotional height is supposed to be. So the fact that he could be just like, I'm going to tell everybody and then just quietly leave the room like, yeah, I got her. Like, are you serious? You're going to give her time to think about this. You're going to leave her alone to make a plan. What are you doing? You're supposed to be so fed up, so angry. You're supposed to have reached a limit, but you're going to quietly walk away from this. Instead of screaming, everybody get in here. You are, you know, that's it. I'm done. And making her confess or telling everybody what she just told you. I I don't, I just... It get it gets me angry as well. <laughs> he should have just told everyone. It's as simple as that. He should have told everyone. I believe, hundred percent believe, he should have just told everyone. And they would have found out from Emily. Like uh, she has a sense of self self preservation. Yeah. Eventually, she would have cracked. Yeah, but there's that. I mean, he should have just immediately. What would he? What What would she have done if he would have grabbed her, drug her out there in front of everyone, and been like, "This is what Ebony just told me. Mm. What do we do with the information?" Yeah. What would she have done in that moment? There's nothing she could have done. Exactly. Mm. The only thing she could have done is refuse to say anything and risk right. being thrown out on the street right then and mm-hmm. there. Yeah. She, she has wouldn't. more to lose than he does if he uses his hand. But yeah. instead, yeah. he completely wastes his hand so that he has more to lose than her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you know what? I would almost give him a pass for this. I would almost give poor, dumb Bray a pass. Except he meets her in the sewer, meaning he knew that this is something she would do, that she would try to run. So it's like if you already suspected that your threat wasn't going to work, why did you even give her a chance? Yeah, yeah. He and that's the thing is he knows, and that and that and why didn't he just immediately grab her again? Yeah. At any point, he could have just been like, "You're going to come with me." Just throw her over your shoulder. She's not that big. Exactly. There is, there's no excuse for anything in this episode other than they needed stuff to fill the time. Yeah, like you're this angry. And again, that's what I'm saying. Your emotional blue balls. You have him have this outburst showing that this is where his emotional range is at this point. He's not seeing, even seeing reason anymore. And yet he's not physically acting on this anger. So it doesn't work. I don't buy that he's that fed up and that angry. Because he's not doing what a normal person would do. Right. Yeah, not not at this point. Now, had they done that scene after the scene later on, I might have mm-hmm. bought it. I might have bought it. You know, after the tribe confronts him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Might have got it then. Might have understood it then. A little bit more. Yeah. Sorry, you've just reminded me of something. Like, that scene in the sewer. So, do you think Ebony knew he was going to be waiting for her down there? Or do you think she really was going to run at that point? Nah, she knew he is so predictable. It's insinuated that she's actually genuinely r- making a run for it. Yeah, she that's what I believe. Take, she doesn't take anything with her. Mm-hmm. Right, so, I noticed that too. She's again, smarter than that. Not even a jacket. It doesn't work for me. Because I'm like, so she's just going to run off with nothing. Which, no, again, <laughs> I'm like, as. Well, hmm. Lance, that actually kind of made me think about, you know, like, I mean, she did, she had to have known that he was down there. And she had to have known that he was going to give in. Because Ebony is that smart. She's smart enough to know Bray yeah. and to know his weaknesses and, and what she can do to break him, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, I, I believe that she had to have known he was down there. She didn't take anything with her. She didn't have her jacket, nothing. She <laughs> knew that he was going to, you know, follow her or whatever. She, he was going to be waiting for her and she was going to get what she wanted. Yeah. One way or another. Yeah. Cause he's that he's smart enough for that. Yeah. 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 So yes, he played him. Oh yeah. I think she did too. It's Ebony. I think it was poorly done. I'll just it was, say that. It was poorly done. Absolutely. Like, I, done. I think you guys have a very strong point that Ebony's smart enough to set him up, but the way it's filmed, they, you know, the way Meryl plays it, it just seems like she was genuinely trying to just, okay, screw it. I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And yet visually it doesn't make sense. And, and I mean, yeah. even see when he was trying to skedaddle, he took his stuff with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Bray, you had a good hand. He did. And again, this this wouldn't bother me if they hadn't introduced Bray at his emotional breaking point and then did nothing with it. Yeah. They do a little build up, you know, with all this stuff piling on top of his shoulders and you can see that he's getting weighed down and he's getting frustrated and he's getting upset. But it's not to the extent that we see everybody else start to melt down, you know, when they mm-hmm. get upset or when something inconveniences them. He still takes it upon his shoulders and he still tries to do what he has to do. Um, but they, so it was that that subtleness to it. We didn't we didn't see it the way we needed to see it. Yeah. And then this outburst just doesn't sit well because it's not who Bray is. Was it Lex? Yes, I could see him making that threat, not meaning it, but having no problem saying it. Right, Bray. It just seems so out of place. It's in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like you said, it's in the mm-hmm. wrong place. And there's no payoff to it. And yeah. Yeah, basically, that <laughs> basically sums up the episode. <laughs> okay, let's take a small reprieve to talk about. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> Jack and Ellie. Poor Jack. Oh, I, I hate her. One evil little witch to another. I hate her. You've got to know, haven't you? Oh, come on, you know that was a pretty mean trick you played. What trick? Do you think I'm stupid? I will if you don't tell me what you're talking about. Forget it. Okay, so after being interrupted by Dal, Jack finally plucks up the courage to confess his feelings to Ellie. Ellie, however, plays a prank on him, resulting in him pouring his heart out to a confused Bob in the chair. But later, Jack does call her out for her cool prank, but she came to not know what he's talking about. Um, yeah, Panel, what, what did you make of that? Uh, she was, was so mean it was Jack. incredibly mean because you know she's just talking to alice about how you know she wants him to tell him how she feels and then she does this because she thinks it's going to be funny but it crosses a line and you see that it crosses a line when he basically is just like i'm done playing games i'm done joking and he walks away mm-hmm. it was sad i was almost in ellie's corner like in the beginning when she's she's just playing with Jack. She's toying with him like a cat mm-hmm. with a string. She knows he's trying really hard to say how he feels. And she's acting completely indifferent and distracted. But she's at the same time still doing things to mess with him like touching his hand. And so at first I was like, okay, this is harmlessly petty. I remember mm-hmm. doing this when I was yeah, 13. Yeah, that was friends. Yeah. Like, you want to get a boy's attention and you're deuced, you realize, oh my gosh, I have the power. They like me. I, my girlfriends and I used to do a lot of things. We used to do the bra removal trick just because we knew it would make the boys around us lose their minds <laughs> and we could act all innocent. Like, what? What's what's wrong with you? And we knew <laughs> why we were doing it, you know? So at first I'm like, okay, this is harmlessly petty. This is cute. I get it. She's 13. She's yeah. enjoying this. 
But yeah, when she pulls the dog trick, that wasn't nice. That was very oh. unkind. And it was unnecessary since he's finally doing what she's wanted him yes. to do. Yeah. She wanted him to tell her how he felt. And instead she makes fun of him for it. And okay, I could even let that slide if when Jack said that was a mean trick and she apologized immediately. Right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I'm sorry. I couldn't yes. resist or whatever. But when she pulls the, I don't know what you're talking about. Now she's crossing the line into mean girl territory mm-hmm. and makes this a conflict it didn't have to be. It could have been easy enough. Like, okay, I got my revenge on you. Okay, it's really sweet what you said, blah, blah, blah. But, and I'm like, I remember my friends and I doing this and I'm like, oh, Ellie, you... Now you're in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's that point where she crossed the line, and I was just like, man, go you, Jack. You know, finally just being like, no, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. Not going to entertain this any longer. You know, you were mean. I told you it was mean. That's it, you know? Good for him. And now, and now she'll have the nerve to be upset at him for having a reasonable reaction to her cruel joke. Girl. Like he wasn't allowed to be upset about it, you know? And you can see the look on her face like, I don't understand how that went. You know what it is, though? You know what this is. Ellie is trying to emulate her sister, Alice. Yes, she is. Alice Mm -hmm. does things like this. But Alice has got a very good handle on how far you can go when you're teasing people, when you're poking fun at them. And she never crosses the line when she's poking fun with them. But if you were watching Alice, you're a little girl. You look up to your big sister. and She's bold. She's brash. She goes out there. She steals attention. She walks into a room like she owns it. I look at Ellie and I see her trying to be Alice in many ways. And so Ellie thought this was clever. You know what I mean? But of course, because she's inexperienced and immature compared to her big sister, she ends up actually genuinely hurting someone's feelings and not knowing how to just own that and apologize. So I was just like, oh, you're trying to be Alice, but no one can be Alice. No one but Alice can be Alice. Sorry. Sorry, Thwede. Sorry. And Alice knows how, how to pick the people she would do that to. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't do that to someone who's like Jack. Right, you know, like when, when Alice, you know, with, with Lex. something like this on Lex, sure. Yeah, because Lex but, can kind of handle it, you know. Yeah. But it's also just being aware of timing and understanding right. when to let the joke stop. Mm-hmm. Alice is Alice very good knows- at reading people. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this isn't funny for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Time to stop the joke, you know. And yeah, at least she's just too immature to recognize that. But mm-hmm. I'm like, she trying to be like her sister when she behaves this way you know that's how she sees her sister flirt probably right you know i mean it's just like the way we talked about alice coming into the mall the way she inserted Mm -hmm. herself into the situation and ellie tries to do the same thing she's trying to copy Mm -hmm. her sister but she doesn't nail it the way alice does she just hasn't figured things out yet because she's younger and dumber and more immature and so i was just like you screwed up sweetie you had him you had him yes <laughs> so close so close and now he's upset at mm-hmm. <laughs> now he's mad because you hurt his feelings and his feelings are valid and you didn't oh, even yeah. apologize when he called That's you out the thing on is, it, it would have been so easy for her to have been you know like you said you're right i i'm sorry i was just trying to be funny I upset you. I apologize. It was nice what you said. You know, I feel the same way. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. How, how hard would that have been? Oh, and that's where Alice would have been like, all right. All right. Fair enough. You're right. That was too far. Exactly. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. the joke is no longer funny when the other person isn't laughing right. anymore. 
Like, oh, we're now it's just mean. <laughs> yep, now it's mean and poking and bullying, you know, however you want to look at it. Are you serious about wanting to look after the child of Zoot or what? The antidote is a lie. The antidote saves our lives. And if you don't get me some, I'm going to say that's what I want in the ceremony. Perhaps you are not fit to be the mother of the child. Yeah, Panel, we've talked about, obviously, the Chosen's belief with the, about the antidote before, but um, let's focus on his view of Trudy. Did it surprise anyone at how expendable he kind of positioned her in? Um, obviously, ignoring what happens later on. Um, I mean, at first, yeah, when you first watch it, yeah. It, it kind of did surprise me a little bit, because I was like, okay, she's the, you know, completes the trifecta, you know, the, the zoo baby trudy the family so why would he feel like she's expendable and then you know when you think about later on you're like okay now you know a little bit more about who the guardian is and what he thinks and what he believes and at the beginning yeah when you first watch it it was very surprising um and it just kind of showed you gave you a taste of what jaffa is going to be capable of later on mm -hmm. in the show and it's scary See, to me, it never instantly came across as she really was uh, expendable, but just him knowing how she would do anything to stay with her daughter and just pushing those buttons, knowing she will flip out and do what he said. Oh, yeah, that says too. instead. And knowing that it could, he could control her with, with that information. Yeah. I mean, the moment you tell someone, well, maybe you shouldn't be this child's mm -hmm. mother, they'll do everything anything to keep that child if if that's what they want and he knows trudy wants nothing else than to keep brady safe yeah. yeah and to be with her that's true it's just him showing that bit of control that he has that you know that that he has the ultimate power in this situation you know in the entire situation he's got the control and he is letting her know you have yeah. no say in anything you have no control this is either do this or you had no longer had your child it's the ultimate power move of an abuser. Mm -hmm. uh, I I was very I have to admit like this is the parts with Trudy and the Garden Guardian are like the good parts of this episode, and um, mm -hmm. this is where I feel like the tension they got it down. They the steps, the escalation of the tension. It's all well done. It's supposed to be a mirror image of what's going on in the mall, but it's not working in the mall. This side of the story is pulling its weight. That side of the story isn't really there yet, but. Um, I love this dynamic between the Guardian and Trudy. And again, everything we see, we're seeing for a reason. It's it's purposeful. It's letting it's setting the stage what this relationship is gonna be like and what Trudy is going to be put through. You see him in one moment, he seems genuinely trying to calm her down. Don't cry. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't want her upset. He seems very real with this. Like, he doesn't. Mm -hmm upset if you'll just calm down and listen to me you'll be happy and everything will be fine you're gonna get used to being with us and you're gonna find out it's a good idea like he seems genuine in that moment but the minute trudy does not respond the way he wants and you know puts up a fight this angry abusive side comes mm -hmm. in like i'm gonna smack you down yeah. i'm offering you all this wonderful stuff you know what I mean? I, I would worship you. Don't you get it? But if you don't take what I give you, I'm going to throw you down the stairs. And um, it, mm -hmm. abusive, abusive partners are like that. Mm -hmm. so, like, that's it's a good gaslighter. 
you know, one minute they're love bombing you and Mm -hmm. then the next they're hurting you and it's your fault for not accepting the love that they were offering. And so I just thought it was really well done with like that moment he tells her that, oh, he clarifies what it means to be the Supreme Mother and Trudy realizes like he gave her the illusion that she was safe. He was the one who should have Mm -hmm. told her, you're the Supreme Mother. We can't hurt you. So she was like, okay, these guys are crazy, but I'm not in physical danger Mm -hmm. of them. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, she's been defiant this whole time, feeling like she can be. She feels like she can fight them. And then he reminds her, this is where he hits her, this is the actual rule. You're only safe if you play the Supreme Mother. The minute Mm -hmm. you fall out of line, oh, I guess you're not the Supreme Mother at that point. And then it all bets her off. And the look on Trudy's face when she realizes that this is going to be a game she's not going to be able to play, you know. Um, and again, that's how bu- abusers are. They're always moving the goalposts. You know, you you try to follow their rules and then they change the destination. And you're just like, you can't win. Yeah. You cannot win in a game with an abuser. I thought that was fantastic. And um, I'm like, oh, like, it's just... By the time we see her again, like, you'll understand why she's the way she yes. is. Because they're letting you know this is what's going to happen to her. And it kind of sets up, you know, the relationship between the two and how volatile it is. Mm-hmm. But he, he just made it so clear to her that there's just no way that she can get away without doing what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just him forcing her to say that. You can just hear her voice breaking. Oh, I love that delivery. She starts mm-hmm. off strong because she went in there. I'm still going to defy you. I'm scared, but I'm going to defy you. and I'm going to do it in front of your whole group. And then she's looking at them and she doesn't see a single friendly face among these people looking at her. They're just blank stares. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she, that confidence, like, am I really willing to take this risk? Am I really willing to risk my daughter? All of that. And then, you know, I just thought, I mean, Antonia, my gosh, yeah. that's such a beautiful story. Yeah. I'm getting chills like, oh. thinking about it right now. Because I just, I'm looking at her face and I'm looking at their faces. She is searching them for, is there anybody here who still has a rational mind? Is there anybody here who thinks this is nuts? Do you all think this is good? And everybody is just staring at her blankly. And she realizes there's no one here. I am alone. Mm-hmm. I, there's no one I can appeal to. If he tells them I'm not the Supreme Mother, they'll kill me, you know, without question. And that realization that she doesn't have any power and just, I want power and chaos, you know, and oh, my heart broke for her. Because mm-hmm. it's the last thing she wanted in her daughter's life. And, and that's why she left. She's fighting so hard. And that's what makes the other side of the story just awful because Trudy has no power, no leverage, and she is using everything in her arsenal to fight these people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when you think about the lack of effort happening on the other side of the story where people have a better hand, a better advantage, and she's doing everything to get back home to you people, you know, and you are doing nothing to get to her. Oh, my gosh. like. She has to be her own rescue for Pete's sake. And you're that is just and it makes it all the worse because it's like she was doing her part. If you people had just met her halfway, you would have saved her because she did everything. 
you get away from this? And it's like the police failing to save a captive and the captive is doing everything right, you know, but the police are just not on the ball. That is and, rough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh my God, Trudy. It really just sets things, you know, like for later on and how things are when they come back and like... I just can't with the people who don't get what she's been put through. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's so many people who all just paint her as a huge villain and who did everything wrong. And here we see her just fighting to stay with her child, right. fighting to survive. And that's the thing. She could have very easily just been like, okay, well, this is what it is now. I'm your supreme mother. I'm going to have this, you know, like, not necessarily power, but she's going to be this looked upon, you know, figure, like... People are going to look up to her. Yep. And, you know, she's got this glory. Go take oh, way out. We've seen other characters under way less pressure just immediately right. get in because it was easier. And this girl, again, she has no cards in her arsenal. And she's still trying to be so resourceful with a baby. Yes. With a friggin' baby. Yeah. And people do not give her the credit she deserves. For She's every fight, she is still trying to get back to them, trying to get out of the situation. And I'm just like, she is MacGyvering this the whole mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And I'm just like, you deserved better. Yeah. Because you're right. She could have easily just been like, you know what? I, there's, I, there's nothing I can right. do. I just have to go along with these guys. And no one could falter for right. that. But. She's not. She's like, no, I'm fighting you tooth and nail all right. the way. Like, she not letting you just. She already sees me. how they're catering to her, you know, and how, and all these things. Like she'd be waited on, and her and Brady would always be taken care of. Like she sees these things, and she's still like, no, I need to get back to my tribe. I need to get out of here. I need to get back to the mall. You know, she just desperately wants to get out of there with her baby. I wonder if Brady will ever know how much her mother loves her, dude, Trudy. If she will ever know how much her mother yes, Perkins loves yes. her. Yes, the things that she's done for that child. So, yeah, her, her and Jaffa, high point, high point of the episode. These scenes mm -hmm. are fantastic. When he goes to wipe that tear away from her face, <sighs> I was like, this is, I, I thought it was really great because um, it reminds you, it, it gives you a clue to Jaffa's creepy issues with women and um his issues with feeling any attraction towards women and like you know he he gets he gets very intimate with trudy in this moment like more so than we've seen he's kept his distance before but here he actually he's touching her he's trying to physically comfort her the way damon is gazing at antonia's face there is an mm -hmm. enamored awe as he's staring at her, you know, looking at her. This was the woman his God chose. So, you know, he holds Trudy on some sort of pedestal, you know, and, mm -hmm. and again, he was in her class yeah. for all we knew. He thought she was a pretty girl that whole time. I don't know, but, mm -hmm. and then he's trying to comfort her. He takes his chance to touch her face, which is. Again, weirdly intimate. Very few characters do this sort of thing. Tysan's one of the few people who's always mm -hmm. up in your grill, touching you. And and the way she turns in disgust. And the, his look at the way he recoils at her disgust. You know what I mean? Like, it's so subtle. And then he, mm -hmm. he moves away from her. He, he uh, what were they doing touching her? It's such an interesting moment. So subtle, so small, but fantastic acting. I love it. And he, he has to remove himself. How many times does the Guardian ever really touch anybody anyway? Yeah. But for him to get that intimate with Trudy. 
Mm-hmm. And then for us to see what we know later on occurs. Very interesting indeed. Acting was just a plus in the moment. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Those two, though, in almost any scene yeah. they've been together in have, has been amazing. It almost makes you wonder if the reason they cast a much older actor to play the Guardian was so that and Tony would actually have someone as a peer in these scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, and I think they really needed someone that, they, that was really going to be able to hit yeah. this character the way that it needed to be. I don't think I could see anybody else as the Guardian, you know? Like, he just is, he made the character, in my opinion. He did, absolutely, 100%. He just, I'm not sure how to explain it. He just gives off that same creepy vibe that, you see in the movie Labyrinth with David Bowie. Yes, that's a really good comparison. That's just the way the way the Goblin King is with Sarah is just just as creepy. He's meant to be almost tempting and appealing, mm-hmm. but at the same time completely repulsive. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like she's a child. Right. What the frick is the Goblin King doing with his bulge in her face the entire film? Mm-hmm. Meant yeah. to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I think that's a really good uh, comparison right there. Yeah, for sure. I think the character was, ex- you know, it was executed mm-hmm. very well because you do dislike him. Like, you have this, cre- he has this, like, this, cre- this creep about him, this ick, mm-hmm. right? So you do dislike him from the very beginning. Or from the, like, when you first see him, you're like, okay, this guy, there's something off about him. And I think that it was, it was executed very well. Um, and the more we get to know him, the more we get to see it. And the more I think we almost get to understand it a little bit better. And yet he's he's still very good at when he needs to be appealing. You understand yes. why kids were drawn to listen mm-hmm. to him. Because it is almost yeah, yeah. honey to the ears. See how simple things could be if you just fell in line, Trudy. You know, we would worship you. You know, we'd give you everything. It's very taunting and pulls you in and... I, I think they make that balance very well with him. He's very charismatic when he exactly. needs to be. And my new my new theory is that while he was with the locos, he was the one that recruited. He was the one that got people to follow mm-hmm. suit in the beginning. You know? Um and it, it makes sense if you I guess if you read his his pre tribe mm-hmm. story, which I don't really do often um that it makes sense for what that says you know about him being like his right hand man or something like it, it makes sense that he was the recruiter he was the one that convinced these kids you know he is the one that we need to follow he's the one that needs to be in charge you know which makes sense for how he was able to form the chosen yeah and get people away from ebony mm-hmm. <sighs> okay <laughs> <laughs> let's do it fine let's go ah <laughs> oh, returning to the mall Frustrated that Bray is being guarded with her, Danny's forced to accept help from Lex to get through to him, and an intervention is called by the rest of the tribe. Bray, however, has already given the antidote formula to Ebony and can only give vague assurances, almost leading to Lex staging a coup before Ebony reveals that she has received information about trading Brady's whereabouts. Um, yeah, Pino, what what do you make of Bray's lack of communication to the rest of the tribe? Um, and like, what yeah, what do you think about Lex's? attempted power grab because this is like the second within a short space of time this is a disjointed mess and again i see where they were going i see the potential there's a good story here it's just like a puzzle piece that has not been put in order the uh, <laughs> i i 
I buy Bray not telling anybody. We already know Bray never tells people when he should be telling people. Fine. I get that. I even like the fact that Bray is so emotionally overwhelmed at this moment that he can't give anyone a straight answer. All of that, really great. It would work better if he hadn't already had his huge emotional outburst and he was still building to it. I get it. I get it. I get that Lex would try this power grab. I get it. I But the pieces that get us to this moment are very disjointed. And some of it just doesn't make any sense how we got here. And again, a lot of it would make more sense if it were Amber and not Danny. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't care. I, I don't care. It's a mess. I If I only focus on the objection, of, of, sorry, the objective of the scene, it's fine. If I fa- pay attention to the details, it's just a mess. It's like a Monet up close. I just, I can't make sense of it. Danny, why do you care about this painting? <laughs> I gotta know. I was gonna say it's not a Monet. Where did this? Where did this come from? I think you mentioned before we started recording. Her uh, again yelling at the girls about the painting they have. Like Danny didn't even ask. Why are you yelling at them about the painting? There's no reason to be yelling. Where did you get get that woman? Who are? What are you, Batman? Like, what the frick is wrong with you, Danny? And then why she want just be like, hey, and then if she wants that painting, why not just take it away instantly instead of giving? Yeah, she should have been like, hey, I know what that is. I'll take it. Sure, I would love to have it. And we, yeah. Why? Why does this even I exist? Don't know. What is the point? I feel like the painting storyline story was just so she'd have a reason to go to Lex's room. Ask him if you've seen a painting that I don't know why she cares about. She doesn't seem to want it, but she's trying to track a painting down for some freaking reason. Just so Lex can be like, what's going on with Bray? And then she could be drawn into this conversation. And I feel like that's the only reason the painting even freaking exists. Just so this moment would happen. It makes no sense. Danny has shown no attachment to physical things from the old world at all. If they had, it would have given a segue for her to go into this scene with Lex, but no, she's not showing yeah. nothing, no, no attachment to the old world for her to suddenly shout at the kids about this painting and to shout at Lex. It's like, no, it doesn't make sense. The reason they give is she went to an ex- she went to an exposition once. Okay, you're almost getting somewhere with showing me something about Danny. Okay, but that's it. You just dropped it. Oh, I, I went to an exposition once. Wouldn't it be a moment if she's like, you know, one of my parents had this in their office. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was, they loved art. They collected it. And uh, mm-hmm. I used to... You know, I used to walk. It was just in their office. I get the personal attachment to seeing it and also the irritation at seeing it. But it just feels pointless in here. It's just to get her and Lex having their conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you could have gotten there in other ways. And, and- she literally could have just walked into his room and been like, hey, I'm not getting anywhere with Bray. What do you think's going on? Do you think we should talk to everybody? Did None of it needed to exactly. happen. Exactly. That conversation has no organic... like Bray. Lex doesn't care about how the mail is being run. So suddenly he gives a crap about them getting. Why does Lex care if they find Trudy? Mm-hmm. Why is he? Su- why is this pulling out his? We need a new leader. You don't give a crap about this girl. He doesn't, but it's a. It's his one shot in. Yeah, it's his chance of you know be like claiming Bray's incompetent so that he can try to but be. It leader doesn't again. work because Lex hasn't shown any interest really in 
caring about anything lately. Like, they pulled it out of their butts last episode. Lex Van suddenly <laughs> wanting his job back, and now he wants leadership again. I'm like, where did this come from? This guy has literally been floating in a funk for, you know, a dozen episodes, not caring about anything, but suddenly he is ambitious, came out of nowhere. That's a good point. He tried to jump for his old job, and then he's, now he's jumping for leadership. <laughs> he suddenly is very ambitious. Okay, now anyway. he has goals. I mean, right? he used to be ambitious, and then he thought Ebony was going to be his partner in crime, and then she turned out not to be. Yeah. So here he is, seeing a chance at seizing control when everyone's just wondering. Okay, so what are we going to do about Trudy and the baby? Right. See, this is the problem with Lex. He, he like he's happy to to give everyone else to do all the work for him, but he wants the accolade and the power. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's incredibly lazy. Yeah, I just I don't I get what they were trying to do. I get it, but I just don't think they get here in a way that works for storytelling. And again, the emotional flow doesn't work because you're building like. Again, you're building up Bray's tension. That's awesome. But since you already gave him his emotional outburst, it just feels out of order for, you know, his break. And it's, I get you have a bunch of characters doing stuff just because it has to happen, but they don't feel highly motivated in what they're doing. And again, I just feel like all of this would have worked a little bit better if we were Amber. Now, I want you to imagine. Here's Amber who's trying to go forth with a bill of rights, trying to add order to the city. And of course, Bray isn't 100% on the same page with her. And so Tysan's been coming between them. She already caught he and Tysan together, and it looked like they were flirting. So there's tension going on between Mm -hmm. he and Amber. And she's feeling like he's not supporting her. And he's just like, yeah, I just don't fully agree with you, blah, blah, blah. And then all this stuff happens with, you know, Trudy. And Bray is pulling away from her. He's not talking to her. Amber is feeling very isolated as the leader, alone, not having supported her partner. And she ends up turning to Lex, of all people, because she's trying to get something done. And Bray, as usual, is not helping her with that. Yeah. And then Bray feels betrayed by Amber because, you know, she's like, hey, we're just going to talk. That's all. Remember, it was the three of us deciding things. Then he walks in and he feels like he's been ambushed. So he's looking at Amber like, why would you do this to me as if I'm not under enough pressure? And she's like, I didn't. This wasn't the way. Blex, this isn't what we agreed to. Wouldn't all this just matter more, have more poignancy? Mm -hmm. You know what? You know, there's something about the group of people sitting there that really annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. But you have Tyson sitting there, just going with, yeah, what's going on, Bray? As if C wasn't the one trapping him in her lab constantly. <laughs> right, like, she didn't care before this. She gave no <laughs> about what else was happening in the mall before this moment. But she's like, maybe I'm losing him, too. <laughs> it was really weird. Mm-hmm. That's a fair argument. Like, why do you suddenly care, Tyson? <laughs> why? Even, why aren't you in your lab? You wouldn't even let him escape your clutches to get anything exactly. else done. So. You are part of the reason he is having this breakdown yeah. right now. You should be ashamed of yourself. Heck, he's part of the reason he couldn't be looking for Brady. Right. True, too. <laughs> but remember, remember, she ha- she lost her memory, and now she came back, and all of a sudden, she's got this conscience that we're supposed to no, be because, okay with. I don't, no, I don't, because mm. her and Bray mm. sharing that, that formula, and 
her keeping him locked in her basement had nothing to do with her amnesia. in her basement? <laughs> in her dungeon? Actually, it had everything to do with uh, her um, amnesia. That's why she chose him. Yeah, because- okay, but I mean... Yeah, I know, but then she got all crazy, you know, and yeah, th- and went Kathy Bates on him and kept him in her dungeon. Yeah, so, I mean, so. she was the reason why he couldn't go looking for Brady, so why care now? I'm not gonna get into that because he had he could have gone looking for Brady. Yeah, he could have. He's a big boy. He could have made could've... a decision at any point. Been like Tyson, nah, nah. My niece he is had gone. two full days before Brady, like after Brady went mm-hmm. missing, before he was told the antidote, he could have been searching for her. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like she's not the reason he wasn't searching for his niece. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get what they're going for. I just they don't land. This is all just very messy. It doesn't work. It's just, it's held together with scotch tape and staples. <laughs> and it's like, fine, this is just to get us. The only thing I think it's kind of working is that I can see poor Bray. I, I'm saying poor Bray in the sense of like <clears throat> anybody, I would say poor this person being so overwhelmed and torn and not knowing what to do. Um, but I don't like that they don't do anything with this. You know, um, there's no resolution to this. I... And this is kind of the death of Bray's character in a way. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. See, the thing is... Now, okay, this is just my speculation about what they were going for with Bray. In season one, and you see this with a lot of characters, everyone was allowed to be flawed. Everybody was allowed to have good points and bad points. Even Bray, the pretty boy, was allowed to be a jerk. He was allowed to be manipulative. He was allowed to be self-serving. He was just allowed to be a human being with flaws. He was allowed to make poor decisions. He was allowed to do something that you could say was inherently wrong. And that was okay. He was just a person. But season two turns Bray into a manufactured boy band. And, um, and what I mean by that is when you look at these manufactured boy bands or girl bands, they, everything they do is controlled by their managers. They're not allowed to talk about their romantic relationships on social media because that would make them feel unattainable by their fan base. They're not allowed to take pictures with their romantic interests and post mm-hmm. it on the earth. They're not allowed to show that they're unavailable to their fan base. Everything they do is controlled. They're not even allowed to be honest about their own sexual orientation um, or how they identify because they're, you know, their management's like, no, 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 you are a pretty face. You're a product that we are selling to a bunch of teens. You aren't allowed to be a person. And I feel like they paint Bray that is in season two and going on. Bray is not allowed to make any decisive decisions. He's being pulled in directions by other people. Bray's not making any choices, if you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Bray does not decide what they're going to do about the antidote. It's Danny who decides what they're going to do about the antidote. It's Tyson who's deciding what they should do about the antidote. Mm -hmm. Bray does not search for his niece. The tribe decides he's not allowed to just search for Mm -hmm. his niece. It's everybody else who have to do things. Bray has to stand there impotently, not being able to make any decisions. He's meant to be a figurehead. He's meant to be a product. He's meant to be a pretty boy that they're selling. He's not allowed to make any choices even if they're bad ones he's not allowed to do anything so you're building him up emotionally to break and then you 
kill it in its steps. You will not let him make a decision, even though it makes zero sense for him not to make a decision at this point. Mm-hmm. And you've killed his character because now he's, he's not a person. He is just a face who's supposed to sit here while things happen to him so that no one, you can never have a real excuse to, oh, I don't like him because he did this, because mm-hmm. he doesn't do anything. Yeah. He just becomes a Marty Stew character, really. It's not Dwayne's fault. It's the writing, which probably explains why his acting is so off in this episode. <laughs> oh, great. How do you act as somebody who has a bunch of motivation, but you're not allowed to ever act on the motivation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could get so much done if he was allowed to just do something. something. Yeah. We know that he's capable of making decisions because if Amber were there, he would be making decisions. Mm-hmm. But the writer said, you're no, we're not going to let you make any decisions ever. Right. Even if it doesn't make sense that you're not making these decisions, we're just not going to let you do it. And so he comes across as just like, why are you here? Yeah. You should have died on Eagle Mountain because you are pointless. <gasps> oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> wow, that took a drastic turn. Liz. Oh man, tell us how you really feel. I don't mean that I hate Bray and I wish you were dead. Are you are you sure you don't wish him dead? But I mean, should have died on Eagle Mountain. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. You guys know I love Bray. I defend him all the mm-hmm. time. I'm simply I'm saying, starting to question. I'm talking about as a character. If you aren't going to do anything with this character, why did you let him survive? I'm just saying, like, if you're going to kill off <laughs> one character who would have gotten things done, why did you let the character who does nothing live? What was the purpose? Of letting this character live if you weren't going to do anything with this character. That's all. Oh, that's, Nothing mm-hmm. that's simple. Himself. Pretty boy had to lure in the replacement Amber. Oh. So that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying as a character, you are wasting him. There is some points that some characters, they should have died in a story because they no longer serve a purpose. But someone loved him, so they yeah. kept him around. And they're just there floating around in the background. That's the reason Obi-Wan Kenobi dies in Star Wars. There's no reason to keep him going. He would have had nothing to do in the rest of the series. They killed him, and that was his purpose. You know? And uh, so I'm just saying, like, you're doing nothing with Bray's character. And it's like, why didn't you just kill him off? He serves zero purpose. You're not allowing him to serve a purpose. And mm-hmm. it's just a waste of a good character. Why are you doing this? Bray in that last scene, though, is worse than in any other scene in this. Oh, let's bring um, it on. I've already wished you dead. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So, yep. so that brings us to our final thoughts of the episode. <laughs> so armed with Ebony's information, the Morats and the militia storm the Chosen's headquarters only to find that they have left. Ebony reasons that they must have gone towards the coast, leading to a confrontation on the beach. Trudy flees to the Morats with Brady. However, the Chosen have captured Lex and the Guardian threatens to kill him if Trudy and Brady aren't returned. And we see Bray struggle with this choice, leading to Trudy having to sacrifice her own freedom for Lex. Um, yeah, Hannah, what did you make of that final scene? Oh I hate God. everybody. I hate everybody. I do absolutely everybody. <gasps> like, there's no excuse for any of it. Like, oh, for this, any of it. I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. The first thing I thought was, Lex, why on earth are you simply 
trying to disconnect the rope if he could have just pulled out the stick it was holding. Oh, that's a thing, though, is Lex should have never just done... Like, I mean, I, I understand Lex doing it. I get it, you know? Like, <clears throat> but jeez, man. See, I, just, don't, I don't oh, think Lex yeah. had enough motivation to do it. Like, he, uh, that, that, I always remembered it, you know, like as Ebony. It was Ebony's idea, but it wasn't. It was always Lex's idea, you know? Because it sounds like an Ebony idea, like setting Lex up to fail, right? Eb Ebony is motivated. Her actions, she wants a fight. She wants to yes. take out the Chosen. You know what I mean? Because she can't have anyone find out that she was working with them. They're a threat. And if she can't run them, she wants them destroyed. So Ebony is fully motivated in this scene. Lex is not. Like, where did this ambition come from? Mm -hmm. It's simple, though, where that came from. Lex tried to get leadership. It failed. It backfired. So now he's back to trying to do whatever he can to, you know, be Ebony's right-hand man again. He's trying to get in good graces with Ebony for this. It's true. I don't know why he's still trying to do that. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he's still trying to do that. So, um, it just feels like we need him to get captured. So let's have him do something stupid that's not even strategically going to help the situation. No. And whatever. Um, fine. <laughs> um, I... I, you know, this could have worked. This could have worked. Again, this could have been the moment that Bray makes a, a, like, I would think this would work, especially for Bray's development. He's been, all his emotions been building up, building up, building up. He's, he's overwhelmed. He's been trying to deal with this. He's trying to make the right decision. He's afraid of making the wrong decision. And then he goes to fight these chosen. And let's say the chosen beat them back and someone mm -hmm. is hurt. Someone is severely hurt. And now Bray has to look at that as not only did we lose, but I got someone hurt. And now, you know, like yeah. he, you could give him this actual failure. If you would just let Bray yeah. act and fail, this scene could have worked. But there's yeah. no afraid of letting Bray do anything that the scene falls flat and it makes it worse i'm like you're trying to keep him from doing anything that you think would be dislikable and you made him hateable because he does mm -hmm. nothing let yeah. him fail let you can't him even make that decision with trudy you know she makes the decision exactly exactly to save lex exactly to, to uh, sacrifice her freedom her sanity uh, her child poor girl man i can't even that was awful like, it was decision herself because bray was so ineffective yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> and, and she just figured well they're not gonna physically harm me as long as i do what they want right and they will kill lex because i know they're that crazy yeah and she just and she, she owed lex nothing absolutely, absolutely nothing it shows she's a decent person Mm -hmm. even though it nobody does. gives her that credit she shows she's a decent person by letting lex live yeah. And giving up her own freedom and sanity to do so. Yeah. Again, this is why Bray's emotional outburst in the beginning of the episode does not work. If you're going to tell me that Bray has reached a point where he's willing to threaten Ebony's life to get his niece and her mother back, like that's where he is emotionally, where it's just like, forget it. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to sell out my tribe. I'm going to betray their trust and give you the antidote. Uh, all these things just so he can get Trudy and Brady back. And yet here he is on the beach and he's not willing to sacrifice Lex. Yeah. Like, no offense. <laughs> I love Lex, but no, in this moment, tell, you're telling me you've set Bray on this. I would have sacrificed him. 
That's what I'm saying. Like you have set Bray up for that emotional climax where mm-hmm. that's where he is, where he would look at Lex, he would regret it and then say, no, I'm not trading Trudy and the baby. Yeah. What a conflict that would lead to. You know what I mean? It could have led to a fight. And then Bray has to deal with that ramification, that guilt. You know, like Lex mm-hmm. is like, I can't believe you were going to let me die. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But you got to give that emotional build a payoff. You can't tell me that Bray is just so desperate he'll do anything to save them. And then in this moment where the only thing he'd have to sacrifice is Lex, he doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, he doesn't even try. I mean, he doesn't even try. And that's the thing is, they could have easily, easily gotten Lex and Trudy back from, from them. They they outnumbered them for one. They had better weapons. You know he, what I mean? He like, knows no. Yeah, and he knows what Ebony's skills are with fighting. And come it's, on, it is absolutely point, ridiculous. He knew it's not even about what he knows. It's about the fact that he's supposed to be so emotionally desperate. Mm-hmm. Dave, Trudy, and Brady, yeah. that he's willing to risk everything to get it. It doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter that he's thinking, oh, we will be able to survive this. They set the stage for Bray to be like, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. do anything I have to to save them. And then when you're finally there and you've got the moment to pay that off, you just have him sitting there and give us blue balls. He's just like, yeah. and it's like, why? What are you doing? Trudy you know, did all the work for Pete's sake. And, and then the moment Trudy makes that choice and they have a chance to go after them. Exactly. Stops them with a, no, don't attack them. That's what I'm saying. They went, oh. in, they went into that hideout fully ready for a fight. What the hell now changed? He's not willing to do the fight. They yeah. had no idea where Trudy and Brady were in the previous circumstance. Now they have exactly. eyes on both of them. <laughs> and keep them now safe. Trudy made a choice that he didn't agree with. It's just it's it's absolutely ridiculous that Bray didn't even try. There was no trying in this situation. Well, right. Trudy absolutely handled everything. She ran from the chosen and then she made the decision to go back. Um mm. and it is just heartbreaking that this is where she's at, you know? Like she chooses a human uh, life over her own sanity and freedom. And someone that had no problem throwing her out on the street yeah. when she was pregnant or right after she had yeah. the baby or when she was dying yeah. and sick. You know what I mean? Like, he had mm-hmm. no problem with this whatsoever. And she saved his life. Heck, this is the guy who helped make sure her baby doesn't even have a dad anymore. Right. He straight up said, who cares if the chosen have the baby? You know what I mean? We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't want her anyway. He, mm-hmm. That's what he said. Yeah. Yes. When this young girl, when her daughter was missing, that, oh, well, they can have the brat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lex, you deserve nothing from this young woman. Absolutely nothing. You know, and I don't think it was, I don't, and part of me doesn't even think it was for Lex. I think that no, she was trying to make that decision and take that, that, you know, choice off of Bray's shoulder. Yeah. She wasn't going to allow him to have to make the decision and live with that. A hundred percent. Because I think she knew that in the end, because he was going to choose her. Bray was, yeah. you can see it in his face. You know, he says he's not going to, you know, like, whatever. Um, like, she did not want him to have to make a decision. Like, it, even if, even if, 
It's the only part. Oh. Of the, it's the only part of the scene that I say again. Antonia and and Damon are they mm-hmm. save the episode. Their scenes are great. Fantastic. In this moment with Trudy, I agree with you a hundred percent, Maggie. This wasn't about Lex. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. Trudy would not have allowed anyone to be sacrificed mm-hmm. on her behalf because she is a decent human being. But this was about Bray. This yeah. was about mm-hmm. her love for Bray. She loves this man so much that she was not going to have to make him make a decision that he would regret or couldn't live with. Yep. He didn't deserve this from her. As much mm-hmm. as I like Bray, he no. did not deserve this nope. consideration from her. But she loved him so much in that moment. Like, you can see the step, the emotional steps that go through Trudy's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moment of disbelief when she says, Bray, like, are you going to make a decision here? And he just kind of stares at her in anguish, like he can't make a decision. You see the heartbreak on her face. Like, yep. are you mm-hmm. serious? Yep. You're not even willing to fight for me and Brady in a circumstance like this? And then the acceptance and immediate forgiveness. Yes, that she, she knows. Him. She knows he can't like, do okay. that. She knows him. She loves yes. him for who he is, all his flaws. And in that moment, she's like, I love you too much. I'm not going to make you do this. Yep. I already know how, who you are. And she took the choice out of his hands. Yep. And he has a nerve. Shut up, Bray. You don't get to call after her after that. All right. You don't get to be like, Trudy, no. Like, if you don't want her to go, stop her and save Make her life. That's on you, yep. jerk face. <laughs> and even as she's sailing away, she's still saying, I love you. Uh, I don't forget oh, you. I man. will back. I'm just like, great. You did not deserve this love. I'll just mm-hmm. that. Oh, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> um, and then him just saying, no, don't. Don't go after him. It could have so very easily stopped the entire situation. And I, they just, I just didn't. They chose not to like try to defuse it at all. They they could what I mm, I have no words. I, I'm 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 I, I just I can't grasp why the moment she went back to them and Lex was let go, he stopped them from going after them, from getting exactly, Trudy back. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why on earth? It would have not it would it would have I don't have taken very much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Come on. Again, they should have just let Bray make a poor decision. Yeah, That's what yeah. they should have allowed this character to do. He should have been like, nope, we're doing anything we can to get Trudy in them and then fail at it. That's mm-hmm. what they should have allowed this character to do. That would have been the culmination of this emotional hysteria that they've been leading him up to. And Bray makes this decision like, I'm not losing one more person in my life. I lost my brother. I lost my parents. I lost Amber. I am not losing Trudy and Brady. And then to fail anyway. And then you could argue that maybe he hadn't made the right decision. Then you'd have a fair argument like maybe you shouldn't have gone in there and fighting and all that stuff. But you won't even let him do that. And it's just like that. This whole emotional journey for Bray was pointless. It was absolutely pointless. And... Even if you just ignore the emotional journey, if you just look at this from a strategic sense, even if Bray had zero emotional investment in any of this, this is still a stupid move because everybody, mm-hmm. one, he's got an army of people willing to fight for him and take out these chosen. And two, it's been made very apparent to him. They're not going away. And as Ebony said, if we don't stop them now, we'll have to fight them later and there'll be more of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't get the reason. I mean, I understand for plot purposes, they had to let them go. You know, 
Um, yeah, but they should have at least tried should to have stop let them. them fight, had the Guardian run off with Trudy and Brady somewhere, maybe one other guard, you know, the one guy that becomes a... It just doesn't happen. make sense. None of this makes any them? sense. The inaction is just awful. Like, it's it's stupid. There's, mm-hmm. it's just... You've got the whole Morat and you've got the militia way exactly. outnumbering the chosen. It, it and the have sticks. And uh, come on, this militia, they know these people. Oh, it's just, it's, it's asinine. I don't get it. The showdown on the beach just didn't make sense. No. <laughs> like I said, they went into that cave or wherever they were, fully intending yeah. to fight these people. Now they've got eyes on everybody. They, you know, and, and still they do nothing. Bray doesn't allow them to do anything. The one decision that Bray makes this entire episode is not to do. Is to not let them do anything. <laughs> I... I mm. <sighs> And this is what happens when you turn one of your characters into a face, into a product, instead of letting them be a character. Bray isn't allowed to do anything this season. Things just happen to him. And then sometimes it works. Sometimes the circumstances work where everyone's making the decisions for Bray. But you cannot have a a situation like this where you have set it up for it to be Bray's culminating moment. Yes. And then have him do nothing. Then why did you set it up like it's supposed to be his decision? And then he simply just doesn't make one? Then there's no good reason for it. And when he does make one, it's a, no, just let her go. She made her choice. Let her go. <laughs> and then, of course, like you guys said, it's absolutely infuriating to watch this act of love, self-sacrifice, devotion, forgiveness from Trudy and still have people in the fandom treat her like a villain. Mm -hmm. She deserves the things that happened to her. Like, you people suck. You do. They they don't stop to really think about why you know, Trudy ends up the way that she ends up. But if you break it down, you know, like we do and and we, we, we pick through this stuff, there's a reason for it all. Everything always has a reason with Trudy. Mm hmm and she's not a villain. She's not a villain at all. I think that she's been picked on. I think it's sad that this beautiful character, this amazing character, you know, has to go through everything she goes through. Um, and have people still hate her. Her decisions that she never made herself. Like, I mean, she did make them, but she had no choice. Sometimes the only choices are bad ones. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was no other way. Like, you still have to make them, though, you know? And mm-hmm. yep. So... I hate this. I make. I had no defense for Bray whatsoever. I yeah. saw this coming and I was like, the, the defense rests. We've got nothing, nothing. dude. You're going to have to implead insanity or something. Cause Sorry, bro. Mm. Not today. Sorry. I love you, but I just I can't, I, I can't do it. Hey, Bray, maybe you shouldn't go on the stand and speak for yourself. It's not a good look, buddy. Oh. Can we plea bargain? Um, cool. So, so that brings series two, episode sixteen, to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. Do let us know in the comments your thoughts, if you agree or disagree, and if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, then you can fill out the form over on the website, the uk or send us a message on the Facebook page. So we'll see you next time for episode seventeen. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.